attention. The movie guys love movies, and all the guests who have joined us on the movie showcast in our studio, the Admirals Club. They've been great with stories, jokes, farts, impersonations, and more. So enjoy these highlights of some of the showcast guests of 2014, and my favorite, Lou Temple. No, seriously, love Lou Temple. Love him. You're not a lesbian? My, my. This is interesting. Tony, Sam, Ron Babcock are with us here joining us. You know, sometimes I actually steer clear of watching trailers because they do have that tendency to tell you exactly what's going to happen in the movie. Yep. Like the whole like uh, chef with John Favreau, like his new movie. I haven't seen that trailer. Uh, they've been pumping it, man. That is that making the waves on the old NPR. Like every other <laughs> every other show is like uh, an interview with a, a chef, Sean Favreau, which he made for only five million dollars. Like you know, they're whatever. <laughs> and you, the, the whole movie's in the trailer. Like it's literally right. the whole thing. It's like, well, wh- why do I have to watch this? Everyone now? says it's oh. a very expensive Twitter ad. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? That's I, I don't know. I just, I just wish that they would wouldn't give away the whole thing. I know there's going to be a happy ending. You don't need to shove it in my face. But that's that's the new thing. Like my buddy Mike Nichols, friend of the show, he is an editor and he's he's looked at all these trailers over the years. And now more than just get you excited to come see their movie, they'll tell you everything about it so you don't have to worry. I don't want you to worry. Your twelve dollars well spent. Look, here's how it ends. You'll be happy. Don't sweat it. Give me your money. Mm. They they're scared. They're editing from a place of like worry. I've said this before. I'm a little. I, I don't need to know how the whole movie ends, but I am getting to the point in my movie watching career where I don't really want to worry about whether the guy's going to win or not. That's why I like Jack Reacher because Jack Reacher starts out kicking ass. He doesn't stop kicking ass and then credits. There's no chance he's not going to win. Yeah, Ron, oh, tell, yeah. tell us how much the movie sucks. Listen, Ron. Tom Cruise what? is awesome. Oh, Jack Reacher is oh, oh. fucking amazing. Oh, I love you. Tom Cruise. Oh, I hate the fact the that we've taken here. Tom Cruise down. You know oh. why I like Tom Cruise? Because it's Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't always give. If, it's like, hey, here's I'm gonna. there's this thing on screen that's going to happen for two hours. It's just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. I'm like, yeah, here's $14. Hey, Ron. I will always watch that. I have always <laughs> said, if you want Tom Cruise in your movie, you cannot do better than Tom Cruise. He's, he's so He does his own stunts. He's Tom Cruise. What's the new movie he's coming out with? Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So you get I'm to gonna, see him die through a whole movie over I'm gonna watch and over the shit over out again. of that, too. Yeah. Wanted that. Here's the I other know, thing about Tom Cruise. Soldier. Here's the other thing about Tom Cruise. I don't care if he's full of shit. I promise you that if you spent a half hour of Tom Cruise, <laughs> you would feel fucking great. Fucking and it might be all <laughs> lies. He's like Bikram Bikram yoga. Awesome. I don't care. I don't care. You would walk away thinking, I'm best friends with Tom Cruise. I bet you, just like Bill Clinton. People say yes. they don't want to not like Bill yeah. Clinton, but once you meet the man, you're like, oh, he's just if so you talk to Tom he Cruise, wins you over immediately. If you talk to Tom Cruise for a half hour, that's the same thing as doing like a 12-day juice cleanse. <laughs> you <laughs> feel good. Tony, when you became that character, I just want to know, what made you choose to pronounce the letter B more than any other letter in the alphabet. <laughs> well, it, it's pretty far up in the alphabet. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. I feel like it should be given its uh, just just desserts because it's yeah. right after A, and it should be pronounced more. That's great. I love that. Thank I love you. that about you. Do you guys mind if we... <laughs> um, Tony and I have been doing this acting podcast. Right. Uh, we, ha- we don't have the equipment yet. Do you mind if we squeeze it in now? We're also... <laughs> is that going to be... Are you guys going to be weird about that? We're big fans Please of words. Do. Okay. It's a it's a, it's a, a podcast where all do... Uh, Tony and I, we just talk about improv scenes that we've done. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tony, last week we got the suggestion yes. doctor's office. That's right. Then what happened? And I remember we both came in as doctors. Oh. It was a very bold choice. Some may say easy choice. And a lot of people said that was a mistake, but in improv that would be a gift. Mm-hmm. And we both came in as doctors, and mm-hmm. then we did a scene for about a half hour. So I say we just kind of do that right now so we get everybody on the same page. Okay. okay? Yeah, we need a suggestion. I can't, I can't follow unless I have the context of the scene. Yeah. Oh, Catch yeah. We know absolutely. what you're talking about. Sure. Well, we so don't have any integrity. We'll do the scene again. That's what I'm saying. We right. save Please. scenes. We usually save scenes that went really well, yeah. so we can do okay. them again. Well, I'll just start it off the way I did. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm a doctor. <laughs> well, that can't be, because I'm a doctor as well. <laughs> it's pretty much that for a half hour. Yeah, we hey. just... Oh, we won. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No. Let's talk about because you love Godzilla, but you love X Men too, and I know you saw it. Oh uh, uh, yes. Don't Your spoil thoughts. it because yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to go. About it. Yeah, I'm so waiting. I got to go. Spoil it. I got to go. If you talk about it, right, I'm out of here. I will go. I will not sit here and listen to this because I want to pay six fifty and I want to get my movies worth because I deserve to see it. And I'm a big fan of the X Men. I know all the X Men. I know Colossus. I know Wolverine. I know Storm. And I just don't. It just turns out that Mystique, I like the two. You know, Mystique was there. That's a classic riff. That's a classic T-Bone Beacock riff. Former Mad TV actor and current The Mindy Project actor, Ike Barinholtz is with us. And among us, actor, writer, William Defoe. Now that you've finished the script and assembled your cast for Star Wars Episode 7, how will you fuck it up? (laughs) Star Wars Episode 7 The Assault of Jar Jar. That's Mm. enough said. Two words. And I would throw in uh, a scene where uh, Hayden Christensen and Jake Lloyd are all in it. (laughs) (laughs) As ghosts or just in it? (laughs) We can all agree on one thing. The worst moment in the history of the Star Wars franchise, and there are many, mm-hmm. is during the pod race when the pod crashes and the announcer goes, I don't care what galaxy you're from, that's got to hurt. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> is the fucking moment yeah, that when is Star the Wars went and that's shut so down. Bad. The franchise ended. Great proofs, right? Great proofs. Did he, Great proofs. How, how do you think he did that? How did he do that? I think he did. I mean, they just wrote him a check, I know. Yeah, but. I mean, I think, I, I'm. look, all I know is like, I always say like, oh, what the fuck? Why would they? Do? You get there and you, George Lucas, like, okay, so um, what are you yeah, gonna do this faster, one? More tense. Uh, basically, just you know, like you're a, you're a typical modern day sports announcer, <laughs> like you're like you're like uh, Vince Scully, and just yeah, you know, say the line. And okay, like, no, what George, I would, no, George, this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Says at the beginning on, of the movie. Real quick, okay. Um, is there anyone else that can do this part? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how what it I happens. fucking thought, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's do it. Do the fucking line. Read the copy. Go the fuck home. You're part of the Star Wars universe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Suck my dick. Fuck my fat neck. <laughs> Jill Benjamin is Yay, with us. Jill, Jill Benjamin. Benjamin. Shia LaBeouf. Like, who, you, did, you didn't care about Shia LaBeouf, right? You're not is it really LaBeouf? 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 LaBeouf. It's LaBeouf. Okay. I think you've masculinized it a little more. LaBeouf. Like yeah, Boof, like in Teen Wolf, right? Didn't yeah. Ah, or the boof. buff, like the buff. <laughs> the buff. The boof, as in the Teen Wolf, Doesn't the boof. La mean the. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the boof. They call me the boof. Okay, back to LaBeouf. What about him? 
Girls went to see him. No, I, well, women I will see guy's a pussy. Women will see Mark yeah. Wahlberg. No? He's a guy that got in the car accident on like uh, in L.A. and Franklin then ran from the scene. Fairfax. Yeah, but no, Paul's hurt point his is, finger and Paul's, ran. Paul's point is, girls saw LaBeouf. Women, uh, women like difference. the Berg. I guess the Boof versus the Berg. I don't know. I feel like the girl always wants the man, which is Wahlberg, but the LaBeouf is just. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it is weird for him to jump into a franchise, right? That's it. Just tell me when oh. you're going. Just we- tell me when you're going back to your planet. <laughs> you're going to leave and go back to your planet, aren't you? I would love to have sex with an alien just so I could tell everybody how they do it. <laughs> Like, do they do it normally? Oh. No, or it's is always it up like, the butt, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're probing me in That's other places. Probing. Oh. That's scientific. Yeah. That's okay. because guys don't totally have vaginas. Different. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You want them to probe it on the top of your penis? I also, to be fair, if you're an alien, I think you'd want to pick someone like me to have sex with. Oh, now, what does that mean? And I just feel like <laughs> we couldn't I would, all ask I that would, question. I would easily describe the experience to someone else in very much detail, where other people would be like, "It was dreamy. It was out of this oh. world." So for maximum, <laughs> but research. I would be like, "No, this is what he did. Uh-huh. That's what he did with his glowing finger, and that's what his big head now, got." You're saying that to tell that to a friend, but if they are researching humans, oh, are you the tar- sort of talkative type to be oh, like, "Oh, yeah. you're getting me going. Oh, you-? and so yeah, they could I'll, just be taking down notes as they're. Screwing Certainly. You. <laughs> I would do it for America. <laughs> <laughs> and the world. Assuming no Russian did them. We are joined by MC of the Hater Nation Yay! podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? TheHaterNationShow.com. Yep. Tell us if these following movies are BBMs. And a little yes. segment we like to call Ask a Black Man. Yes. And in fact, you know what? Guess what? You're asking half a black man. Just, just so you all know. I know y'all were wondering. <laughs> well, I won't finish any of my questions. <laughs> Um, that's your porno. That's, slash our, black, that's all we got. Blackula. All right, here we go. You this just is searched black on your on your Mac, on your computer. And that's what came <laughs> yeah, up. That's what came up. <laughs> Excellent. I typed in black, and then that, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, that a picture of Yafet Koto. That's Ooh, what came up in my search. Black. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even see the screen and shit. Like, all right. So bad black movie or not? About fat beach. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry's Fat Beach. Oh, That's such a bad black movie. Based on a novel pushed by it's Sapphire. On the, on the Fat Boys <laughs> and Fat You can tell no. a bad black no. movie by the bad cliches and the bad script writing. They just gave up sometimes. sometimes Soul Plane? Just, yes. That set black Is people that back 50 years. Oh. After I walked out of Soul Plane, they hit me with hoses. And sang German <laughs> Jack the I went back in time. I went back in time somehow. I walked out and they were just like, they're out home. <laughs> Alex Albrecht Wait. is with us. Hey. Hey. What's up? Foul mouth, potty mouth. Swearing up a storm. Believe it or not, that extraordinarily loud clip is for a movie called The Quiet Ones. <laughs> 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 Sounds weird until you realize that once a year, Lionsgate's charitable outreach arm allows the National Association for Hearing Loss to name one of their movies. Lee, let's talk about it. A university professor and his team of students conduct an experiment on a young woman. Hey now, I like where this is going. (laughs) And then they uncover terrifying, dark, and unexpected forces in the process. Oh, great. So it's a horror movie. Well, I guess you can never have too many of those. Oh, wait. Yes, you can. But that's not going to stop Hollywood from making them. (laughs) <laughs> to say that something happens in this movie seems like it would be an overstatement. But that doesn't stop Wikipedia <laughs> using almost 900 words to explain the plot of this 
let's call it a movie. <laughs> but this movie features all of your favorite horror cliches, like... Hmm. Chopping? Creepy girl. She's here. Scars on skin. Scary music sting. Lower voice from a child. <laughs> Plus stuff coming out of the stomach through the throat at no extra cost. <laughs> and if you order now, you'll receive the Basset Hound of sound effects. Rub, 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 rub. <laughs> but, what's it, but what is it really about? The quiet ones. Tells the tale of the sort of college class I never ended up in. Why is that the quietest sound effect? Why is the fart the one we can barely hear? Because uh, that's one of the quiet ones. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank would you hate guys. to hear one of the loud ones. Yes. Oh, uh, children. That is. I love that is it. A supremely immature laugh I just let out. <laughs> Paul, that was a, the most amazing. Paul, it. go ahead and say the quiet ones and play that again. I think that. Oh, I think the reason Where was did so you quiet. get that? That was the most amazing. Was that? It's such a subtle part by you guys. No, that was no. a real one. Paul. I found it on YouTube. Amazing. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. If the quiet. smell is any indication, I don't think that was a sound effect. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was also that beat, that pregnant pause <laughs> yeah, when you hear you hear that a clip is coming. Yeah, go back and see. Go back you gotta hit it again. again. We'll, we'll but what's it really this. about? The quiet ones. <laughs> Tells and you can kind of hear him <laughs> lifting a leg, right? He gets like a step, step, lift. The, the video for this, by the way, is like a guy's crotch with a with like a towel over it. Yes, <laughs> he's just—it's so gross. <laughs> It's like he's like, wait, 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 honey, 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 get the camera. Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm four years old still. Oh, I love it. Joining wow. us the whole show is a writer, director, satirist, and comedian whose work has been seen on Second City Network, Key and Peel, and all around the internet. Andy Cobb, That's me, everybody. Guys. That's me. We've never started with such a rousing round yeah. of applause. Yeah. Hey. Just give some high five. Uh, and he is started. joined by That's actress, uh, writer, and fellow comic featured on Comedy Central's Workaholics, yes. Mary Beth Monroe. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, we should, we should have a tunnel for you guys to run oh into. Yeah, like that can break the yeah. paper. Like you yeah. make a big paper ring. Like it's the homecoming <laughs> game or something. I would like that very much. We start thinking about what other artists might be due for a biopic. Uh, oh. For example, uh, let's just mull around some ideas that they could do if they were to make a biopic about snow. Remember snow? Sure. Transformer. Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish rapper, right? Was he? Jewish rapper? I think so. Jewish. Yeah. Well, you see the Jewish. <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> that is a great oh. one, babe. <laughs> well, you see him rise up to the Jewish singer ranks. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's hilarious. He picks the name Snow from something. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Everything's riding high. Everything's it doing good. It used to be Snowberg. Now it's Snowman. Snowman. He got wrapped up in drugs. Snow is reference to Coke, right? And then suddenly. Yeah. Oh, then the troubles hit. Yeah. And the Everything snow. after that song. <laughs> <laughs> You're only going to have one hit, Snow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm your sorry. second hit didn't even chart. <laughs> the doctor comes out pulling his gloves off. I'm sorry, Snow. The second hit. 
was not a hit. <laughs> the second song was not a hit. Why are you wearing gloves? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Maybe you also had a prostate. Sanitary reasons. Sure. Well, what if the Soup Dragons had a musical, right? <laughs> sure. Oh, Soup Dragons. Well, I would see that. Actually, a Stone song. This is a, a Rolling Stone song. Is it really? Yeah, cover. I didn't know that. A true story. Oh, there you go. There's your wait plot. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Soup Dragons. Dragons. We don't like your song, but we have a hit we think you guys could have yeah, if yeah, you were yeah. to cover the Stones. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So their one-hit wonder was someone else's hit? Oh, that's the one. That's so sad. But aren't the Rolling Stones notorious for taking old black revivals and blues songs and redoing them? So this is what we call ironical. Yeah. So So you're saying this this is... Some, like someone we don't know's hit, some revival song that the Rolling Stones made a hit, and then they made a hit. It's so the it's snake like a eating hit its tail. On top of a hit. And when they oh. realize this is the only song they have, oh. then the tough thing gets sad. Soup dragons. This would play when they realized it was someone yeah. else's song. Soup dragons, could you come in our office? Uh. Before. Well, we, but, but we want to do more drugs. Before, stop the Mick Jagger dialogue. <laughs> You're not Mick Jagger. Can but, we talk? But we, let's talk to that snow fellow. He has ha- cocaine, doesn't Don't hello, he? Governor Me. You're not filling the stadium or we're canceling the show. All right, fine. Oh we won't. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> you. You three are going to break up, have to break up into the, and your group's going to be called Soup, and your group's going to be called the Dragons. Uh, <laughs> and see if you can write a song once in your life for the love of God, kids. You know, the great thing, though, is that with, like, the biopic of Snow and the biopic of, I'm already forgetting this group's name. Soup Soup Dragons. Dragons. Or Crocus. Or Crocus. I already, or Crocus. Oh, we have another one. (laughs) Oh, no. Now a Crocus. Could you imagine Crocus on Broadway? Of course, you'd have to name the song after one of their hits. What is this called? Scream of the Night? Scream of the Night, yeah. Yeah. I actually, I I have a vivid memory. I'm from Indiana. This guy at the uh, local grocery store. The bagger had a big old crocus tattoo. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> like that's got that's a regret that you're gonna oh, take yeah. to your grave. Like, crocus, that, that, your fans are all over the place. They got your tattoos going. Everything's gonna be great. <laughs> and then for crocus, this is this part. It makes was me no sad. more. It's really well, it's tender supposed to. Part. They have their Gets me. Gets me. Right. Crocus, Jafria no longer wants you on their tour. <laughs> <laughs> but but we want to we want to worship more Christ. Shut, you're from Philadelphia. Stop with the dialogue. Damn it! Slap Let's it up, get those it, soup it dragon folks in here. Listen, Johnny Crocus or whoever the lead singer was. <laughs> it's Billy. You know Crocus. the great thing though is these three biopic stories. There three, might be three. You say? Oh, <laughs> it's just never ending. Oh, opening on Broadway. Where did Striper come from? You might be asking. Striper. Jesus Boys will tell you the musical. Jesus Boys. <laughs> and then they found God. But then. <laughs> and then they had a Even God couldn't save them from. <laughs> Unlike true Hollywood Even stories. Even God couldn't, couldn't save, save them from. I'm feeling good. I feel. Oh. oh. Unlike, oh. unlike a lot yeah. of true Hollywood stories, they found Christ first. Yeah. And then they rose to fame. <laughs> and they lost him. And, and now they got to find Christ again. So what did they go to? But what would be the next thing that they go to pull them Scientology? out of the God didn't work. Satan. As Andy might say, you know, they believed in God, but, but God did, did not believe God in did them. Not believe in <laughs> All prayers Sad. are answered. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes it's Mary Beth, a number of times you were trying to encapsulate feelings <laughs> about Okay. Oh, well, I just, well, well, now that we have, what, four or five? We have four. Mm-hmm. four we only have four. So, so yeah. four. So, I mean, uh, I just think each of these biopics, if you 
strung them together might have enough material for one show, like <laughs> oh, yes. one Broadway one show, show, or one yeah, or show. one biopic short film. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's like absolutely. Rock of Ages, right? It's yes. you know, you, you put a bunch of them. Yeah, all the one-hit wonders. That actually is not <laughs> a bad idea for a Broadway musical, one-hit wonders. Oh. I had a biopic pending. I'm writing a million-dollar idea right here. The star of The Impression Guys, a web series he stars in alongside Jim Meskimen, Ross Marquand is with us, everybody. As ever, it is all movies all the time here, and there seems to be no bigger news in the film world right now than something we touched on at the top of the show, the official release of the cast members of Star Wars Episode Seven. Unbelievable. We, we talked about it briefly. I, I love that you call it a sequel to Return of the Jedi. It is! Because you need to think of it like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's what crazy. it is. crazy. Never had it. Um... But we never gave you the name of the actors involved, so we'd like to give you those names now with a very special guest, mm-hmm. a first for the show cast. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. because big we're, get. We're talking the Admiral's Club, and it's probably about 100 degrees in here, so this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And look at this guy. Doesn't sweat. None other no. than Harrison <laughs> Ford himself is in our studio, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Help us out. Uh, he himself is one of the cast members of the new film, and he'll read the cast members off to you now to the exciting music <laughs> of John Williams' legendary score. Here we go. Actually, hang on a second. I can't seem to find the Star Wars thing. Okay, well, we we can't do that. We'll have to go with the NFL films music. Oh, great! Which is never a bad thing on our show. We love to introduce things with the NFL uh, films films music. So uh, here we go. Harrison Ford, take it away. In 1977, George Lucas's epic space opera Star Wars redefined space entertainment, and now director J.J. Abrams takes us to a galaxy far, far away. Once again, with an able-bodied crew of solar system-traversing adventurers. Your Star Wars Episode 7 starting lineup. Adam Driver. Oscar Isaac. John Boyega. Andy Serkis. Dom Hall Gleason. Mark Hamill. That son of a bitch. Carrie Fisher. I love her. Peter Mayhew Chewie Not here Here Uh, uh. Daisy Ridley Anthony Daniels Y'all know him Harrison Ford Yeah, you That's know the ultimate version of that bit right there. I can't Harrison believe Ford, that. everybody. Anyway, Harrison, just see yourself out. Thank you. Oh my god. Just gosh. one more line. Say you find that Adam Driver. You find this Adam Driver. <laughs> he was in a show called Girls. He's got big ears. You know this man. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, while we have Harrison Ford. Yes, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Get back here, Harrison. Oh, yes. Can, Don't leave yet. Can down. you imitate the sleepy delivery of the... Do you remember in 1980, they had the phone call, the phone number you could call in before Empire Strikes Back? Or, yeah, and, and Harrison Ford would tell you about the movie as Han Solo. Whoa. But it's one of his sleepiest things you've ever heard. It, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's literally phoned in. It's, uh, okay. In this uh, movie, we've got a lot of great twists and turns. <laughs> and there might be some carbonite. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the point is there's a guy named Boba Fett or something. It's uh, Anyway, you'll like it, I guess. Have a fun time. <laughs> You like it. That was I good. Guess. That was pretty close. That's awesome. He's brought some of his celeb impersonations to movies like Meet the Spartans and Disaster Movie. John D. Domenico is okay. with us in the studio. Hey, 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 hey. 
Sit down. Sit down. I'm going to throw some scenarios at you. Okay. All right. And then you just jump oh. into the characters okay. and we'll Make all play sure along. Make sure they do that one with him and Schwarzenegger. Well, we're going to play. We're going to play along here because okay. the first okay. one is Jay Leno uses oh, his lightweight cue yeah. card led oh, interviewing funny. style to get to know the movie guys or anyone else who happens oh, to be at the time. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey guys, doing welcome to the show. Good to see you. You know, this is my first podcast. You know, and it's great for me. So how do you guys like to do this show? You know, it's absolutely fantastic. Karen, you're beautiful. Thank you, you know? very much. Hey, Jay, much. is anything ever bad? No, not at all. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> you know how much money I make just for sitting here? It's incredible. I have 5,000 cars. You know? what's, your, what's your beef, Jay? That used to be his thing. Oh. Jay, what's your beef? No, nothing really. I feel good. <laughs> oh, that's I'm true. I didn't away. get paid that's more for away. the Doritos really commercials that I used to do. I, I've always been curious. Did you feel bad about what happened to Conan O'Brien? Oh, no, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there he is. Wait, wait, now that we got, <laughs> since we got Jay Leno here, yeah, can, I, can, I, can you just humor me? My favorite thing, that, that the only watchable <laughs> thing on Jay Leno was when Arnold Schwarzenegger was on because he was the master at ham-handedly selling his product. And of course, Jay was more than happy oh, to God. engage in that. So if you could just, if I could just promote my latest product. Actually, here. Adam, if, we, if I can set the stage a little better, Toy Soldiers, I think that was the one. Was that the one? Toy Soldiers? Was he in that one? No, no. What was the what was the soldiery one where, like, kids... Last Action Hero? Last Action Last Hero. Last Action Hero. Okay, okay, all right. That so. is the best example yeah. okay. of him. All right, we are back, and we have one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, how are you doing? Good to see you on the show today. I'm doing great, Jay. I'm just glad to be here to talk about my latest movie, Last Action Hero. I just I wanted to let you know for all your audience that it's good for everybody. It's good for all ages. It's good for kids. It's good for grandparents. <laughs> it's good for the deaf. It's good for the poor. Yeah. I think everybody should go see it because it's a movie that I want you to see. Well, all your films are absolutely fantastic. And the great well, thank everybody. you, Jay. But uh, but the best film I've done is Last Action Hero, which is out this Friday, <laughs> and it's good for everybody to see. It's good for families. It's good for kids. If you like special effects, if you don't like special effects, if you like loud noises, or if you don't, it's great for all of that. Well, did you enjoy actually making it? The infirmed. It's good for the infirmed. <laughs> as well. The mentally deficient. Uh, we had a great time. We had a great cast. A great director. It's really it was. All right, next scenario. This just doesn't end. This doesn't end. Awesome. It's, it's accurate, so and it never ends. They <laughs> can't be introduced without entrance music. Not the same. <laughs> yeah. Mick Foley, ladies Yay. and gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. And we're thrilled to have Mick here uh, as his film, I Am Santa Claus, a documentary about real beard, 365 days a year, Santa Clauses. Has just come out on DVD, Blu-ray, and iTunes after a successful debut at the Hollywood Film Festival a little while yeah. back. Plus, there are screenings out there, a few uh, feature Q&A with Mick, and it's all available at IamSantaClausMovie.com. This movie, it's, it's R-rated. Right, and it oh, deserves right, it's R rating. Right. No, it's not oh, for a family right. to watch. But it's not filthy. Sh- no, it's no, not. But it is a movie for adults. Yeah. It is a movie yeah. for adults. Um, and and the scene with Jim at the you know at the bear roundup is. is <laughs> I think it's adorable. It, it, it is. It is adorable. Aww. And I and I let my oh, son see it. No one was anything. Uh, those guys adorable left to my. Uh, I forget how adult I am. They're kind of crazy. Yeah, I just they're, accepted they're that they're wacky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're all like the leather straps is what we did forgot about that. And the and the sex club. And the sex club, right? But so there is some adult oriented material. But again, for a movie that guys were afraid was going to show, you know, the vocation. As being a downer, uh, I think it's filled with great joy, and and I, and I would challenge any of those guys to go back and name 
a good Christmas movie that didn't put Santa's at peril. Like, they wanted all jolliness right. all the time, and that's not compelling. And right. it's not true. More than that, it's yeah. not true. You know, yeah. I mean, if it was a movie just about Santa's at Christmas time, maybe then you try the jolly thing. But I'll, I'll ask somebody who, you know, if they don't like our film, go out and try to make one on your own and make it all jolly right. and see not only, you know, what type of success you have, but see how many people you touch. Right. You don't. I mean, this is the harshest words that I'm ever going to use, you know. And I know that I'm, I have free reign. I can do anything I want. And let me just, so when I use this word, I'll just say he acted like one. Just saying mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Santa, as depicted in the first third of the Rankin Bass Rudolph <laughs> classic yeah. He, yeah. is a dick. Yes. Oh, I said I, it. Yeah. Oh, he scared the heck out of me. He could have he, been a little yes. more understanding. Whoa. Yes. He came to a birth defect. I know. <laughs> and his words are after it's revealed that Rudolph is different <laughs> and specially says, What a shame. He had such a good takeoff. <laughs> Come on. Me, me, me. Come on. And then he, he, learns, a a le- he learns a lesson. <laughs> and he does. And he's a Santa we know and love by the end of the movie. But he uh. had to come to an understanding. And, he, and whether it's Edmund Gwynn, you know, in the mental hospital, Richard Attenborough actually, you know, striking out at his tormentor, you know, with his uh, cane. Yeah. Every Santa goes through peril. You know, Mickey Rooney, love Mickey Rooney as, as, uh, as Santa Claus. But, you know. He has his doubts that children yeah. believe. You know, it's it's just it's not good filmmaking. At the end of the rank and best, he's clearly no longer a dick. Yes, he's learning to follow the story. He has changed his dick-like demeanor. It's <laughs> non-existent. And well, now, what guys will take from that is Foley calls Santa a dick. No, no, guarantee. No. Way to go, internet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he penned the new on Blu-ray and iTunes, Justice League War. Heath Corson. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, people. Yay! And I don't know if you guys have ever heard this Marlon Brando story, but apparently Marlon Brando was just coming off of um, uh, The Godfather when they said they wanted to do uh, Superman. And the director, Donner, goes to meet with... Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and he says, how was it working with Marlon? Because, you know, he wants a lot of money for a short amount of time. He's in the movie for, like, 17 minutes, and he gets paid, like, $2 million. Yeah. And Francis Ford Coppola goes, Marlon's great. He will do whatever he can to work as little time as he possibly can. He's the laziest motherfucker in the planet. If he can find a shortcut to not be on, to, to get around it, he he will. And he's like, okay, that's interesting. So he goes and he talks to Marlon Brando. And Marlon tells Richard Donner, How come? You know, I was wondering, and I was just thinking, why can't the Kryptonians just be green bagels? And he's like, what? <laughs> he goes, what? you know, nobody's ever seen a Kryptonian before. Why, why aren't they just green bagels? So they just shoot a green bagel and I'll do the voice. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's thinking... This guy is trying to get out of being on camera. And he's like, you know what? Your son's a human. Maybe we should have you show up and do the part, Marlon. And that was how Marlon Brando had to be in Superman and not be a green bagel. That's completely insane. <laughs> that oh, a green bagel. A green bagel. It was almost a green Shut bagel up. playing Jor-El. Shut up. Yes. Uh, a I, little green bagel going... We brought a shoe to the Phantom Zone. What the I, fuck? But is I, that a bagel? Because your son is human. That's all right. All right. Okay. You twisted my arm. <laughs>
And this guy's appeared in a crap ton of movies like The Hangover, Transformers, and Evan Almighty TV shows like Eagle Heart. And chances oh, are, cool. you've bought something recently because of a commercial that featured Pete Gardner. Oh. In the his house. Pete, what is your favorite movie of all time? We ask every guest. Favorite what movie of all time. Well, there's Today. so there's that. Well, right now, <laughs> I would say it's always going to be It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that's my favorite movie of all I, time. I gotta go back I and start keeping track because that might be winning. I think it's that winning. might be. You're, no. you're right. I think that is winning. I think. By, mean? Well, we've had like all five episodes or so. Yeah. I think maybe three or four people have said that. Yeah. That's probably winning. Oh, it's yeah. such a good movie. Yeah. It's got so much going on besides all the performances, which are great, and just. But it's got such a great story and also has got all these great life lessons in it that I just think are so fantastic. It's a it's a it's a, like a, a, a an uncle of a movie, isn't it? Like, yeah. come on, come on, let's just hang and out. It's not so much. It's not even so much that it's a Christmas story, because that's like that's just kind of added in there. Yeah. I, I think that that's just part of it. But it has so much to do with just that your life makes a difference that everybody mm. and, and and it's so true it's so true i when you know because every once in a while somebody will be like you know you go to a home depot and people be like oh i saw you in project x or whatever and then that's always nice that's always feels great but the thing that has really made a difference is the people that i taught improv to back in chicago or here in uh in los angeles and they'll come up to me and they'll be like, you know what? There were times when you came up to me and you said, stick with it and don't give up. And I'm on main stage at Second City now. Or uh, Jason Sudeikis came up to me. Uh, I went to go see Tina and Amy at, the, at uh, SNL. And he came up to me. He's like, you probably don't remember this, but you t told me one time. He's like, don't go back to Kansas City. Stick it out. See if you really can do it. Oh, and he's like, awesome. I'm on Saturday Night Live right now. And that's like, you know, I'm, not, I'm not taking claim for him being on Saturday Night Live. He's a very talented young man. But I'm just saying, like, you just don't know the thing. And I was probably drunk when I talked. <laughs> so it's not like I had any sort of like real. But but what I'm saying. Sure, what the hell? Well, <laughs> go for it. Oh, my God. I could give a shit. Kansas um. sounds like it sucks. Stick around here. A regular on season three of The Walking Dead and an actor who has appeared in The Devil's Rejects. Yeah. The Lone Ranger. Yeah. Unstoppable. Uh-huh. Lawless. Yep. Lou Temple is with Lou us. Lou Temple, yeah. Thanks for having me. How much Dude, fun is this? Thanks for coming. Yeah. By the way, I'm a fan of Lone Ranger. I, I, yeah. I, I like Lone Ranger. I'm such I a love Lone it. Ranger. Okay, here's a question. Yeah. Are you a Lone Ranger fan from way yes, back when you were yes, kid? Me too. Yes. And that comes along with that cable we, thing too. Like yeah. that was Lone Ranger time. I think this was we didn't we made Tonto. Yeah. We didn't make the Lone Ranger. So Oh really? Uh, no, yeah. I I thought the Lone Ranger it was, was I really it, liked the way. It was that, three parts. You know, we had the Pecking Paw Wild Bunch in the front end, yeah. and we kinda had the Keystone Cops with Army and Johnny in the middle, and then it was the Great Train Chase. Oh, the, the Great, great Train, train chase. chase. Yeah, well, that, that is part called is Unstoppable. Is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> unstoppable. I mean, I went from chasing a train on a red truck to chasing a train on a red horse. You know, and you're a horse guy, right? Yeah, so you can actually ride. I was, I was in heaven. It was That's the best cool. experience. Of, I mean, regardless how the movie did, and it, it did really well overseas. Um, <laughs> Thank you, China. Uh, that, yeah, being on the set was that movie like negatively reviewed before it was done. Yes, and uh, did you feel that on the set? Uh, not on the set, but when we would go out to do press. Before the movie was made, we were feeling it. Oh, we, were, we, we were working against. We weren't going to get beat up. Um, That's not fair. Before we got going, and I, I do think it's. I think in twenty years it'll be called a classic. Yeah. I love it. What you were saying, and so I, I, we we it, it was it, it was not an easy thing, but it was 
a great experience. I mean, it was a boy's dream or even a girl's yeah. dream. I mean, it's being, Lone Ranger. I mean, I was, I was on what a I was when I went to the theater. I'm like, I'm watching the Lone Ranger. How am I going to be upset about this? I was so <laughs> far out in places on a horse that they had to food drop from helicopters they oh, couldn't shit. even get us i mean no it was so, and we were so far out we would camp out at night well, let's not go back in mm-hmm. and that and, is totally a boy's just, life it was great and the the guys were great and it it was uh it was a thrill uh, let's get on to our uh, more time here with our guest uh a comic actor who's appeared on the office key and peel and had a stint as a writer for saturday night live <gasps> matt craig, yeah. oh. craig. we introduced him before but this segment is about you. Now, it's what time kind of to stint? Talk to Matt Craig. What was that? What exactly is a stint? A stint was real brief. I got hired mid-season in the 2010-2011 and I was basically supposed to be hired into the fall, but then Comcast bought him. Oh yeah. So I was only there for half a season, second half of the season. I really would love to know what that's like. It's great. It is a whirlwind. It's everything that you've heard. It's got to be so cool, right? It was. It was, you know, and it's such a, you know, there, there is this crazy thing of that you work all week on this thing, and there's slings and arrows to it, good and bad. Lots of, you know, it's a gig. But it's amazing that moment when it's live and happening, and you're there and you're watching it, and you're realizing like yeah. how many people are watching this moment crazy. and how quick it happens, and it's mesmerizing. And you are, you're walking around and you're in mixed company with, you know, when I was there it was Elton John and Tina Fey, and all these different crazy people would come through, and you. Watch the Foo Fighters warm up with their families, and you'd be ten feet away, and because Foo families, yeah, Foo families, <laughs> and because the show's been on the air for so long, and Lorne is so loyal to the people that he hires that that m- many of them don't appreciate these modern bands that they think are like they're like they've seen the, we've seen the Beatles, you've seen the Stones, mm. so that even the Foo Fighters and I was like, who cares about the Foo Fighters? And I'm like, <laughs> the fucking Foo Fighters are right here in front of you. <laughs> so I mean, it was mind boggling. I mean, on that level. It just really is, but it is a bit of a, you know, it is a pressure cooker, and it's real competitive. So you got into it when you probably were no longer watching it anymore. Is that yeah, true? that is kind of true, yeah. tricky, right? Well, yeah, and you go back, and you have to kind of jump in, and, and that's what I mean. Like, they definitely want to have uh, the best and the brightest and cutting-edge ideas, but that doesn't necessarily always mean that's what get, gets onto the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a lot of politics, and then you're constantly catering to a guest host who depending on who you get, can be great or not so great. You know, wow. if you went from week to week and you got like an Ed Helms or somebody who's a little bit more versatile or a Tom Hanks who's a little bit more willing to make fun of themselves, that's great. You get either of the Mannings or <laughs> any. Really? Right. I mean, like, you're, right. well, they're fun, but they're, they're not, there's time, you know, yeah. there's a natural rhythm and a timing to the things that you're <laughs> like. Carmelo Anthony, when he was having his great season, wanted to be on the show, and we brought him in, and he... It was literally like we should have just brought in a Carmelo Anthony like cardboard cutout of Chris yeah because yeah. it was basically the same. Wow. The subject of American movie, a film we all love here, back from 1999, and he is in town working on Mark Borchardt's Out and About. So we'll find out exactly what that is, and you can guess from the title of the show <laughs> we have Mark Borchardt. Who is our hey, guest? Hey, oh, yes. Mark Borchardt. You've done a lot of acting since. Since American movie, do you do you no, enjoy there's, acting? There's there's no sense. I don't enjoy acting. There's no sense. The only sense is uh, 1966 when I was born. Everything else is a mere <laughs> footnote because uh, you know I, great lives. You like are currently our, acting then. Is that the right, right way to say it? Well, anytime there's a camera on or a microphone in front front of you or someone, yep, right there, <laughs> uh, there is a form of uh, enhanced 
uh, performance, as they say. That's true. There's, there's. A, I noticed because I, I had a comedy troupe, and I would turn the camera on constantly in Chicago. I've documented uh, basically ten years there, and I noticed that people. There's the person I hang out with, and then when the camera's on, they're still, you know, the the people I know. But they're this heightened version of themselves. Are yeah. you, you explore your heightened version. Well, no, no, I don't. Um, let's 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 <laughs> let's do this. 1963, The Nutty Professor. 1983, The King of Comedy, Jerry Lewis. I was a kid. I King caught. Of comedy. I yeah. thank you. I caught on right away. I was high as a kite watching that <laughs> film as a teen, seeing The King of Comedy because I knew that there's always real serious people, which is 100,000 times more interesting than the nutty professor running around. So King of Comedy, man, I was like, yeah, man, this is where it's at. And how prophetic is that movie back in 1983? I mean, it, it, it was like a, a reality TV that is now being lived out all the time. I, I get the feeling you may have been approached probably more than once with reality program mm-hmm. opportunities. Please share some of those. Oh yeah, you you you, you guys. <laughs> Please are, share. You, what you premises guys, are out there? You, yes. you guys, you guys are crack up because you guys are into show business and you'd be wheeling and dealing. I was just uh, dealing with some good people with uh, um, dealing with big names and and all of that stuff out of uh, you know the other big city. He's driven us very crazy. <laughs> and and, uh, and trying to trying to get me to do this stuff. And if you guys would hear the the phone conversations, your jaw drop, man. Uh, cause yeah, cause I mean, they think that, you know, I'm somebody and then it's all of a sudden somebody else. And these are very robust conversations. <laughs> like Mark, Mark, we want you to run a hair salon. Yeah. Oh no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. comes oh. in, they want an eighties dude. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Mullets only no, no, is what we call no, it. No, 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 It doesn't even go. You in an animal dude, shelter. Dude, it doesn't, <laughs> even, it doesn't even get there. You guys, it, all of a sudden the con, no, no, it actually doesn't even get there. They all, they all know. They, they actually want me to film me making a film. Right. Mm. But I say, oh, yeah. but, but right, Hollywood right, will only let you do what they've seen you do. Oh, oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no, which is cool because that's what I do. But I always feel like, well, why don't you get some dude off the curb, man, making a film? There's again, psychologically, there's conditional regard. It's always uh, a symbiotic in this constellation of uh, oh, how can we attach this to that? So it, it never works out. It'll it'll never work out. It will never work out unless they get the dude off the curb doing a show about him and, and uplift his life, it, it, it just ain't going to work out. So we have with oh, us cool. the stars of Treachery here That's in the studio, cool. Caitlin Keats, who's been seen previously in the likes of Kill Bill Volume 2, and Sarah Butler, who was the lead in the 2010 remake of I Spit on Your Grave. Among other things, please welcome Caitlin and Sarah. Yay! <laughs> what did you see this week? I saw a movie called The Strange Color of Your Body's Tears. What? I just what? love the title of it. That is cool. Where would one find up. that? That sounds like a novel. Yeah, where did you find <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, where did you come across <laughs> yeah, that where, movie? I, it came on Vimeo. Cool. I watched it on Vimeo. It's a bizarre French horror film about a man. His walls bleed. Well, mm. who's He's don't. lost his wife. Shh, did you see it? No, but it sounds great. It's kind yeah, of it amazing. Great. It's amazing. Yeah, Jamie hooked. It's amazing. I think it's I think it's actually out this week in Hollywood, but it's kind of an incredible film. Do you and have to bizarre. read it? Like are there you subtitles? Do. You mm-hmm. got to read it. Reading but you can read it sleepy. and see the bleeding. But there's a yeah. there's not a lot of talking because it's a lot there's a lot of music. Oh good. There's a lot of bleeding. Good. Then he cro- it, it's, it's Are there catacombs? It's <laughs> no catacombs. <laughs> no. Did you watch this like on your laptop in your bed? <laughs> oh my god, 
that's so creepy. That would be really that is creepy. kind of sad, Caitlin. Why? It was amazing. Did you she need a was hug hiding from her from her family. Lights on. Lights My off. My dog was with me. Oh, okay. there you go. She had her dog. Lights on. She had a snuggle buddy. I want to make sure. Were you trying to freak yourself out, or did you leave the lights on? I left the lights on. Actually, they were off, and then I put them on when the walls bled. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you can check your own walls. Just to make sure. Damn straight, Sarah. What'd you say? Pass. I love that movie. Right. Love that movie. <laughs> Good movie. It's also a French film. Pass. It's, it's, I don't want to embarrass you. It's passe. It's skinny at the end. But, yeah. uh, I have to admit, I've been growing tomato seedlings this week, and they require a lot of attention. So it's a well. lot of outdoors time. <laughs> I do wear my bikini while I'm gardening. There though, you so go. There's an That's exciting good. thing. We can kind of joke about that for a second if you want. I'm just going to let it That's sink right. in. <laughs> Excellent. By the way, growing tomato seedlings also sounds like a, a French film. French film. <laughs> it does. The writer, director, and producer of The Big Ask, Thomas Beatty. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. And one of the film stars seen in lots of different things. We can mention the TV shows, Numbers, and uh, Newsroom. We're big yeah. fans of Newsroom. Oh, oh yes. And films cool. like Serenity and Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. David Krumholtz. Awesome. Hey, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we get to chatting too much, let me explain about the film a little bit. Uh, the Big Ask is on video on demand right now, which means iTunes. And I saw it on there. Everywhere. Is it really on like Hulu? And it's uh, on your TV. Beautiful. Is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon. It's on Hulu. It's on iTunes. It's on Time Warner. It's it's around. Good. Time Warner has their own thing. Yeah, Man, I'm learning. Stuff so what you're saying day. is it's gone viral? Is that what they call it? Basically. <laughs> okay. <good. Yeah. laughs> and can I say it's called the Big Ask? Yes. A lot of people think it's called the Big Ass. Yes, I made. I tried to make a point. Well, because like it, it, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. No one would ever uh, hear the Big Ask. <laughs> what is your favorite movie of all time? Whoever whoever wants to take Crumholds. the lead there. Uh, my favorite, yeah. So not the best in my opinion. My favorite, yeah, is um, much more interesting. Is coming to America. Yeah. No kidding. Oh wow. That's Easy a peasy, great George movie. Is that one you watched over and over? Do you have it memorized? I've seen it hundreds of yeah. times. Oh, yeah. That's great. And and I have a personal connection to it in a way. So I the movie's shot in Queens. I'm from Queens, mm -hmm. and the. McDowell's in the movie <laughs> was a Wendy's that my dad and I used to go to all the time because it was across the, the street from the movie theater oh. we used to go see movies oh. at. So we'd always go to the Wendy's and and oh, one day we went to go to the movies and go to the Wendy's and the Wendy's was fucking closed and it had been transformed into something oh. called McDowell's. <laughs> and my dad and I were like, this is impossible. Like, there can't be a McDowell's. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> and we went and the door was locked. And my dad knocked on the door, and a guy answered the door and said, hey, um, this is actually, it's a movie set. It's for an Eddie Murphy movie. And, you know, next year, the next year came out. That movie, I, it John, I mean, John Landis, that movie is my, by far, just tour de force, <coughs> Eddie Murphy, John Landis, so well-paced. Everything about that movie is amazing, in my opinion, uh, I just that's to me the the quintessential that's like the peak of 80s comedies and right yeah. and, and and you've got you know you've got your Eddie Murphy movies and your Bill Murray movies your Dan Aykroyd movies your 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 Chase movies and your your John Candy movies uh, and then and 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 of all those movies of which John Landis you know basically, was responsible yeah, for many I just think Coming to America is the sweetest m most sort of dialed in perfect comedy we're happy to be joined by a returning guest, film and TV editor extraordinaire, Mike J. Nichols. Hey, Mr. Nichols. Thank you for joining us. First of all, you brought toys, which um, is sweet. Which is fantastic. The other thing is, is when uh, I was younger, too, you try to make sound effects, and I figured, why don't I... Uh, 
try to make some of this stuff out of things at home. Uh, this is. Oh, he a har- has a harmonica. Harmonica. Uh, do you remember the TV series uh, Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Yeah. The old one. The new See, one? not the not the new one because they didn't really do it, but the old one. And so the characters <laughs> would say, it. "Do you remember anything that the Cylons used to say?" By your command. Yeah, by, by your, your command. command. So I found out that mm-hmm. if you take a harmonica and you just speak into it, <laughs> which is very similar. What? To it, but I'm not very good at it. But, no, you uh, can do that with that berserk game too. Oh, intruder alert! Intruder, intruder, intruder alert. alert! Do intruder alert! See, that's so, like intruder but alert. This is like you know, it's just like the insignificant thing. But if you uh, do it in a studio with like a professional talent, you get paid union wages. You can. I mean, you can actually make <laughs> this sound with it. You can make this sound they, like the real uh, Battlestar Galactic. So um, I had uh, somebody help me today, and I recorded it. I think I brought that in for oh, let's you. Let's play that clip. Oh, this is a clip right. uh, of this process. The studio. All right. Okay, we're recording. This is the uh, Harmonica Battlestar Galactica Cylon uh, Raider. And go. By your command, you are listening to the Movie Guys Showcast. How's that? That was good. Yeah. I wish I could be on the show. I wouldn't mind taking a crack at Karen Paul's wife, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we're actually still recording. Oh, shit. Turn up. The hell was that? That's fantastic. I was just going to say, they're very tall and good looking as well. Uh, Take a yeah. crack mm-hmm. at Paul. That's <laughs> One of the best close up magicians out there, a regular at the Magic Castle and headliner of his own uh, show, his own show here in Los Angeles called Magic and Wine at the Avalon Theater on Vine Street. David Minkin Woo! is here, everybody. Uh, I love this. He's looking around the room. What can I make <laughs> magic out of? You have. Do you have any iPhone tricks? Yeah, sure. You got a phone. You got an iPhone. Which are the, is that an iPhone? Is yeah, that an iPhone? This is an iPhone. I, sh- I shut it off. I have an iPhone too. Mine is on. I just turned it on. Uh, why don't we do? An really, iPhone? you have iPhone tricks? I could do an iPhone. Because I wrote down a joke here. iPhone magic. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do one. Uh, do you have a calculator in your phone? I do. All right, great. Let me see the calculator. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, do you mind if I clear out your number here? Is that Go okay? ahead. Uh, okay, if there's great. a number on there, it's. Yes, you don't need this for your taxes or anything I like don't. that. You're getting texts, by the way, as, as we oh, do. Oh, am I? At bat. At oh, bat yeah, those, are, those are you. updates. Angels game updates. <laughs> very important. You get texts <laughs> for I Angels need to know games. if they're winning. They're playing very well, David. Wow, <laughs> amazing. Uh, so let's see. How do we clear this out here? Okay. Uh, I'm going to have... Uh, let's have you enter the number here. We'll do this. Okay. Clear. I love how Dave looked at me. He's like, no, we're not going to <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> let's to Let's have uh, right, Paul so, do this. So here's the deal. Without thinking, type in a two-digit number, one between one and a hundred. First thing that comes to mind, right. type it in. Then hit X. That's the multiply. Okay. And now uh, they're going to call out numbers and just type in the number and then hit X between every number. So we're multiplying, becoming a, a larger number. So okay. A number between one and one and a hundred. Yeah. Um, First seven. One. Seven X. Okay. And then the X. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. Multiply again. Uh, put another one in. Uh. There you go. 56. And then hit the multiply and sixty-nine. <laughs> eleven. <laughs> eleven. Then hit equals. So we've got a pretty big number, hopefully, at this point. How many yeah. digits do you have there? Uh ten. Ten. So this could be this is a giant number that you guys have created amongst yourselves. Let's and uh sample. and this could be a number of significance somewhere in this world. Ten digits would, would be what? Like a that would be like eight billion or something, or yeah. ten billion, yeah. or something like that. So, 
this could be a guy's bank card number in Zimbabwe, maybe, or it could just be some random social. No, social. No, nine. that's nine. What else has ten digits? Uh, it could be a credit card number. Yeah, international phone number or something. Oh, like a phone number. It does yeah. start with eight. That's I think that's Europe. Yeah, we should dial it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a magic trick, and it's somebody you know we know. Dial it right now. Why not? Let's dial it, and then if it's a real number... So just tell him the number and he'll dial it? Yeah, and then if it's a real number, we're going to uh, put it on speakerphone, and I'm going to ask... Fuck you one. already. <laughs> Fuck you already, <laughs> Dave Bacon. <laughs> These are the random numbers came out if with... If it works, we'll... we'll 8, 185,900... 8,185,904,600. Give it to me. It's 818. I'm going to. Okay, so 1818. 5, 818-590-4600. And then hit speakerphone so we can uh, have a little yeah, chat. Already, already. Speakerphone, speakerphone. Steve is making, you're my creeping us out. My mind is already blown. I am pre-blown. Put it up, uh, hold it up. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Mike Nichols calling oh. me? Hello, this is David. <laughs> that is brilliant. Hello? Oh my gosh. It's not a good time. I'm actually doing something wrong. <laughs> That's okay. I, I just hung up. <laughs> Jesus, Mike, you called in the middle of the show. That <laughs> Jesus. is. Jesus. For a second, I went, David, you're doing a trick. If you don't know to turn your phone. Oh, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> that is brilliant. How the hell? Is that this number right there on my business <sighs> card? Is that the same number, I believe? It is. 818-590-4600. Unbelievable. And why would you call that number? Why would I call it? No. Uh, the plug to book David Minkin oh, David at your next event. Jesus. Stand-up comic and improviser Andrew DeWitt. Hey, hey Andrew DeWitt. Hey, Welcome to me. Do you really <laughs> like asshole? Man, fuck yes. Do you really? <laughs> yes. Do you like, you like lick I, asshole? I lick ass. I love it. Wow. I love it so much. <laughs> I feel like I proselytize to people about eating girls' asses. It's the fucking best thing in the world. <laughs> I've done it so much, I've gotten sick from it. Is it you your got a Brazilian? Is man. it your that enjoyment? Would make sense. Or is it the look on her face? I think it's the dirtiness of it. Also, all the female pheromones back there. You know, like uh, it's just incredible. The butt is amazing. Uh, you got to do a cleanup beforehand, though. You got to make. Yeah, sure, I yeah. made the mistake of not doing cleanups yeah. beforehand. There's For, a lot of prep keep, work keep, in that whole. Keep thing. some wipes. Keep some wipes around. You know, that <laughs> happened one time. That happened one time to me. What? <laughs> I, I eaten this. I eaten this chick's ass. <laughs> I ate this chick's ass from my improv group. She was, she was like, Wait, not in a scene. No, this no. is not in a scene. <laughs> yes, yeah. and. Yes, and. It's a real mind. And then you had scene. to improvise with her, and you both had that in common when you're trying to pretend you were in a bar or grabbing shit off the fucking counter. And I had convinced her to miming. come home with my girlfriend. We were we were both banging her, and I started to eat her butt, and she goes, oh, no, 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 no. And like I was like, oh, that's why. Oh. It, was, it was something bad in it. But the next weekend, she came over, and we did it again. And when I was coming to the bed, she scrambled into her purse, and she pulled out baby wipes. <gasps> And she wiped her ass real she quick loved it. and threw it on the ground. <laughs> you know, like she, like she, like as fast as she could before I could get there. You know, because there's no stopping you. Apparently, no, no. And then my, like uh, when my girlfriend found like the butt wipes on the floor, like they've been left there for like a week. She's like, you have to fucking clean up this this girl's fucking butt wipes. See, I've always said that's where the shit is, and I have not yet been convinced to go to, to the asshole. Yeah, I'm a grown man. I do grown man things. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
Second City alumni with credits all over TV, including Arrested Development. All over TV. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live and Key and Peele, as well as one half of the improv show Delicious Moments. Ithmar Enriquez hey. is here, Hello. everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you think you've seen improv and you think you're tired of improv, <laughs> go see Delicious Moments and you realize, okay, there's a lot more you could do with improv. Uh, Delicious Moments, which is a show I actually, obviously, I do know Brian Shortall, and the sh it's a show that we've been doing now for about four years, and... Um, that's a hard one to describe too, because it it, it's the way the best way to describe it is, it's as if you're watching two kids playing in the backyard, where <laughs> the rules, uh, you know, are made don't up as apply. You go along. Yeah. yeah, like we we just have such a fun time bending everything. We barely even get a suggestion, but it's all improvised. You know, we break the fourth wall. We play different characters. We comment on ourselves. We take it to different worlds, different realities, and it's just such a fun deconstructive show and, and especially the rules of improv don't deny you guys deny constantly <laughs> but you know what you're doing right well the you thing is I mean because yeah people will always say well you're breaking the rules and it's like well we're breaking some of the some of the rules but the one rule that we are obeying is the most important rule which is yes and you and are that yes everything is correct An another great way to really uh, fun one of the best sort of um, compliments we got which was not a direct compliment but something that someone did during the show was we were performing and there was a guy in the fourth row and he was laughing hysterically and this was while we're on stage this is what i heard from stage i'll just do it and this was the best <laughs> way to describe the show he's going <laughs> what the hell is going on <laughs> and that was the that's the best way it's someone who has is having such a good time, yeah. but doesn't know why, doesn't know what's happening. There's a little bit of fear there, yeah. but it's all. But he's having an amazing time, and that's essentially what the show is. Full circle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Family circus. What? Yeah, five. I didn't do it. It's time for five questions for other guests. Uh, we have five questions compiled here for guests who are not with us. But uh, Ithmar is here, so we'll put them to him and see if he can't come up with a good answer for mm -hmm. these questions. And Ithmar, what was the real reason you stormed off the set of CNN? And please end your answer by storming off our show. Are you seriously going to ask me that right now? You're seriously going to ask me that yeah, right no, now? no, I want to know. we had such a nice time. There's You're just attacking me. All these questions just attacking me. He's telling me he can't believe there's a show where I can't say anything. We're trying You're to asking the me that question. You're asking about me. I can't believe this. You just don't, you, don't, you don't want, you have a problem with this? You problem with the truth? I'm going. Where are you going? I'm going. Maybe you have too much to say. Huh? Maybe you have too much to say. He took your movies. He took the apes. Now, hold on a second. How am I supposed to ramp up for Pie of the Apes? And he's gone, just like that. He stormed off. All right, well... I can't leave this garage door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll open that. We'll open that. <laughs> it'll be awkward when we stand next to you and open it because you just stormed off, but it, it'll happen. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, there's a door. There, there, he, goes. there he's door gone. Okay. Uh, well, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys on Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys as well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn. All that shit. <laughs> Thanks to Ithmar Enriquez. Yay, I guess. Ithmar. Fucking left. Uh, Ithmar. We to grill him. We do you have a Twitter him. handle you want to plug? Uh, yeah, it's at, at Ithmar Enriquez. At Ithmar Enriquez. Ooh, he was the first. No ones, no dashes, no underscores. <laughs> no other Ithmar Enriquez's. <laughs> Jumped in there. Thanks to Jamie Clark Elvington for minding the board and chiming in when we screw up. And to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. Next week, a big three-movie week as we preview a whole bunch of new stuff. Join us then. Thanks. <laughs>